Premier of the Honorable Wayne Panton issues a statement late today about Friday's murder. 25-year-old Devante Hernandez was shot and killed near Shedden Road in Georgetown. The Premier says the brazen daylight murder speaks to a new level of criminal threat, which we must quickly and aggressively confront with every tool at our disposal. On behalf of government, the Premier expressed his sincere sympathy to the family of the victim and to reassure them and other residents of our islands that the safety and security of our people remains, quote, our number one priority. The Premier says the Royal Cayman Islands Police Service is actively investigating numerous leads and working closely with members of the public to bring the perpetrators to justice. And while no arrests have been made yet with regards to the murder, he says government is committed to fully supporting police and new Commissioner Kurt Walton, in whom he says we have the greatest confidence. The police service recently issued another appeal for witnesses to come forward, as you've heard here on Radio Cayman, and to provide information. The Premier is joining that call to action and encouraging members of the public to call the major incident room. The number is 649-2930. That is 649-2930 with any information they may have about the case. If you'd like to make an anonymous tip, you can do that directly to police on their confidential tip line. The number is 949-7777. The jury has returned a verdict in the attempted murder trial of a West Bay man. Radio Cayman's Jebby Ebanks has been covering the trial and now has the latest. Honorable Justice Cheryl Richards concluded her summation of the case for the jury this morning. The jury of four women and three men were sent to deliberate shortly after 11 a.m. At 2 p.m., the not guilty verdicts came in. It was alleged that in 2022, Druvon Elvis Kirtley Ebanks shot at Michael Kyle Forrest outside the power supply bar. Over the case, Crown Counsel Scott Wainwright told the jury that between the CCTV footage and text message recovered from the suspect's phone, the jury had enough to convict Ebanks of both charges against him. Defense counsel Amelia Fossahini, who represented Ebanks, argued that the Crown Counsel's evidence does not meet the burden of proof, and she asked the jury to return a not guilty verdict. And about two hours later, Ms. Fossahini's client was found not guilty on all counts. Jevy Ebanks, Radio Cayman News. A new policing era for the Cayman Islands as the reins are handed over to Kurt Walton. CITTV's Donna Bush reports. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service has a new leader. Former Commissioner of Police Mr. Derek Byrne handed over the baton to new Commissioner Kurt Walton as senior officers looked on early Sunday morning. The change of command ceremony was witnessed by leaders within the police service, Coast Guard, judicial system, and other law enforcement partners. Acting Governor the Honorable Franz Manderson was also on hand for the momentous occasion. With the start of a new era, the new commissioner says the many achievements of the service would not have been possible without the men and women who serve as officers and their law enforcement partners. I recognize that we cannot do this job on our own. It requires collaboration. With our partners, stakeholders, men of whom are here today, the communities we serve, and our very own staff, that maintain sound professional and trusted relationship with our local, regional, and international law enforcement partners is critical to securing the Cayman Islands. Commissioner Walton started his policing career back in 1986. We say a huge congratulations to him. CIGTV's Donna Bush there. 
Government ministries approve more than $19.5 million in additional funding to cover education expenses during Finance Committee. That includes the $2.2 million for primary education services we reported on Monday evening. Additionally, government MPs voted for an additional $6.8 million for the secondary education services budget before moving on to a $3.6 million supplemental appropriation for facilities maintenance and operational school support services. Red Bay MP Sir Alden McLaughlin asked why this budget needed a boost, saying many of the items covered, quote, ought to have been identified when the original budget was prepared. Centralized tendering and procurement services for capital and recurring expenditure orders for schools, identifying quality suppliers, etc., monitoring tendering processes, student transportation, oversight of canteen services, oversight of janitorial services, oversight of campus security services, provision of building management and facility maintenance services. All of these are are things that have to be done all the time. And so my question is, what has occurred to drive the cost up by $3.6 million from an original appropriation of $14,764,507? Chief Officer Lyneth Monteith fielded the question. In terms of transportation, there were additional routes put on for students. We had increased students. Also, the new John Gray's high school services came online, and those were services that we couldn't have predicted beforehand. And many of our buildings are quite old, so they are increasing costs in maintaining those buildings. And finally, there was a vote on an additional $6.9 million to cover extra costs for local and overseas scholarships and bursaries. How many kids did we do scholarships for this year? I'm reliable for uh, Mr. Chair, 822 students. And this is an increase of how much from the previous year? 102 students increased. The extra money was approved despite the opposition refusing to support additional spending by the PACT-led administration. When Bontown West Member of Parliament Chris Saunders decided to bypass the traditional private member's motion and instead submit an actual bill for publication to the Gazettes, he told Radio Cayman, it's definitely a process for someone who is not a member of the government. The last one was done in the 1980s by Truman, but that's to kind of put it in context. Fortunately, though, Mr. Saunders says he had the contacts and resources to update draft consumer protection legislation and get it ready for submission. But he says the process was certainly an eye-opener. What is I've actually done is to kind of really show what's lacking in our parliament. Because in the, my first go-around being elected, I had about 19 motions that got passed that basically went nowhere. It's one thing to carry a motion to ask the government to do something. And, I mean, you could have easily carried a, bill, a motion asking the government for consumer protection. They would have accepted it and it would have gone absolutely nowhere. So what it has done it goes to show the importance of having the proper resources available to all MPs. Resources that he believes are critical to ensuring our elected officials who aren't in a majority or coalition government still have a way to serve their constituents and the people of the islands as a whole. My next step in the budget process is to actually push to get a legal draft first and the proper resources available to MPs so legislators can actually do their job. But for us to sit down here and depend on the Attorney General who sits in cabinet and is a member of the government, it will actually put a lot of other different opposition or independent MPs at a disadvantage. Most democracies around the world, you take up the UK, you go on their website, nobody ain't carrying motions, everybody's carrying bills. So legislators at this point need to start working now because the resources need to be made available for it to happen. So I think that's one of the things that I will be pushing for and will be asking the government to include in the next budget is the necessary resources so legislators can actually legislate.
and stop carrying motion. Bodentown West MP Chris Saunders there speaking to Radio Cayman after his submission of a bill as an independent MP. If passed, the legislation would tackle consumer protection. A number of needs assessment unit clients have not received their September payments, and the department says that's due to pending reassessments to confirm eligibility for financial assistance. These assessments occur every three years. In the meantime, the department has extended the grace period for reassessment applications through November 10th. So if you don't get your September payment by October 6th, you will be temporarily reinstated. However, if pending requirements are not submitted to NAU within the grace period, that will lead to termination of services by December 31st. For more information, head to nau.gov.ky. As Cayman faces a level 2 alert for a coral bleaching event due to hot ocean temperatures, little relief is expected in October. Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller brings us more from the National Weather Service's August Climate Bulletin. Every month, the National Weather Service sends out a report which breaks down some of the more interesting weather events over the last few months and tees up what's to come. Looking at the previous July to September period, the average temperature was 87 degrees Fahrenheit, which was above the climatological average. September's average temperature was also 87 degrees. According to the report, rainfall totals saw 23.7 inches falling between July and September. There was 9.25 inches of rainfall in September, up from the climatological average of 8.5. So what can we expect in the October to December period? Cayman is still in the wet season this month, but it will transition to the dry season starting in November, when Cayman should start seeing fewer shower frequency and intensity. The National Weather Service says sea surface temperatures should remain well above average, continuing to amplify heat stress in the Caribbean through October by increasing temperatures and humidity. And the current El Nino phase, more often than not, is marked by a warmer end to the heat season and reduced activity toward the end of the hurricane season. Looking at precipitation, between 12 and 19 inches of rain typically fall during this period, with the year's forecast calling for a 40% chance of below normal rainfall average. In terms of heat, there's a 50 to 60% probability of above average temperatures for the stretch, which is usually about 81 degrees. Reporting for Radio K-Man News, I'm Carsley Fuller. Foodies, get ready to stuff your face with some top-quality dishes as Restaurant Month is back for 2023. As the Caribbean's culinary capital, it is crucial to recognize the vital role our amazing restaurants play in driving our tourism economy. Cayman Islands Tourism Association Executive Director Jay Earhart tells Radio Cayman more than 50 restaurants and bars have signed up to highlight the diversity of Cayman's culinary sector. Set three-course menus will be available for lunch, with prices ranging between $15 and $35 per person CI, and then for dinners, priced between $30 and $50 per person. Food enthusiasts are also invited to attend Restaurant Month's four exceptional signature brunches held each Sunday. I encourage everyone who has not participated in Restaurant Month to enjoy the festivities and celebrate all that Cayman's illustrious chefs have to offer. For a comprehensive list of participating restaurants, menus, specials, and event details, visit restaurantmonth.ky. That is your latest local news. I'm April Cummings.